0: So welcome to episode nine of the Spacebar podcast. Thanks for joining us. In this episode, we're going to talk about the big subject of the push for a gender balance in tech. I'm Erica. I'm head of people and culture at Space 48. And today I'm super excited to be joined by Alex Devanna, senior project manager at Space 48, Sam Sargison, head of digital and corporate at Bettys, and last but by no means least, Aggie Grabowska, partner manager at Shopify Plus. So to give a bit of background to this, um, the government-backed 2021 Hampton Alexander report revealed that the number of women on boards of the top 350 UK companies has risen 50% from 682 to 1026 in five years. And alongside this, the TTC annual diversity in tech report found that among the 400 respondent companies, women make up a quarter of tech roles, but some areas such as engineering and IT ops have less gender representation compared with others such as data or uh, UX and product. So although we're making progress, what's behind this gender imbalance. Um, So it's International Women's Day on Monday, the 8th of March. And although this is an important conversation that we should be having anyway, or should we, more on that later, now seemed like a fitting time to bring together some experts who all have lived experience on the subject to have a chat about the current state of play and to see how they see things changing. Um, So welcome to all of you. Thanks so much for taking part. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what you've got to say. So in the time-honoured tradition of the Spacebar podcast, we're going to kick things off with a round of this or that. Um, So just say the first thing that comes to mind. So Alex, I'm going to pick on you first. So your first question is, what keeps you awake at night?
1: I knew I'd get this first. Um, Probably my steps, the calorie counting, you know, just being obsessed with that, probably.
0: And what's your guilty
1: pleasure oh real housewives of, like of new york or
0: yeah <laughs> nice um and plain seat window middle or aisle i'm selfish window yeah same i'm always window seat um and then aggie welcome to you next so city break or beach retreat
2: Oh, this is so hard to decide, but probably a city break. Um, yeah, I really love sightseeing and, and loads of city breaks
0: um, happened in the last couple of years, pure pandemic, really. Excellent. Yeah, pre-pandemic. I think you can see that there's kind of a travel theme through these questions. You can tell what I'm missing, can't you? Um, who would play you in a film of your life? Uh, oh, my God. Uh, probably Kate Winslet. <laughs> nice good choice good choice and rainbow or monochrome a rainbow excellent and then sam and um, wild party or quiet gathering
3: oh a wild party definitely we've missed those oh I <laughs> um,
0: and what word or phrase do you most overuse
3: am i allowed? i don't am i allowed to swear i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can beat it out.
3: <laughs> um, um, oh, I don't know. That's a tough one. Um I probably am look. I don't know. I don't know. that would have to be for somebody else to tell me. I'm pro- I probably really annoy people by saying the same thing over and over again. Um I don't know. I've got Alex, for you. Alex. Go on, Alex. I'm sure that i, <laughs> uh, I keep Honestly... not I do keep on saying expectation at the moment a lot I'm overusing that as a word and I don't know what I think there's some there's probably some other meaning behind that <laughs> it's got a lot of expectation <laughs> in this year which is not good I think we all have
0: have we not like this year is is the year isn't it um it just feels like it's stalled a little bit already and um, mm. and then last uh, last one planet or wing
3: it oh wing it I've actually got a t-shirt that says wing in it mm. Um, which by really amazing – I don't know if I'm them to say brands, but, yeah, it's, I've got a really good T-shirt that gets a lot of comments on it. So definitely winging it, yeah. I think it's a more exciting way to live your life, isn't it, it? <laughs> <laughs> little bit. <laughs>
0: okay, so thanks for that. That's a, that's a nice way to kick things off. Um, so let's get into the actual interesting stuff now. Um, so, Aggie, I'm going to come to you first. What made you want to work in tech? Um, what appealed to you? How did you get into it? Was it something you always wanted to do? Sure. Yeah, thanks. Um,
2: So I think many women avoid tech and do not take this area into account when deciding about their professional future. Um, However, women sometimes find their way to tech in a roundabout way. Um, a lot of us changed their careers, having studied humanities, social and natural sciences. Um, for me, it was really the same. Um, my first path choice was marketing, then business with event management. However, somewhere in the middle of this road, I got into graphic design and web development. I started to work um, on my portfolio and using my contacts, I quickly became a freelance designer. Um, I was designing brochures, business cards, and uh, websites for SMEs in Ireland, all that without even having a degree in this um, subject. Um, I also believe that my story is the result of lack, my own effort, and determination in equal measure. Um, When the opportunity arises during college time, I have had no doubt that it is worth moving to the tech industry, and the opportunity to work in an industry that pays well, um, with dignity was important as a uh, new challenges and development opportunities. And I think there is nothing to be ashamed of when um, looking for a well-paid and stable job. Um, freelance life was great, but was uh, very unstable. Um, I chose a job in EDI and API integration space at the beginning of my path to Shopify. Um, and it is a story of, um, um, requalification. Um, important to highlight who helped me in this change. Um, I had a mentor, um, Mary Mitchell, my college tutor, who encouraged me to take that tech road. And um, I believe that mentoring is one of the best ways to encourage women to enter the tech industry. Initiatives such as Geek Girls make it much easier for women to find their place in tech. Um, It is about sisterhood and um, mentoring, um, showing that you can and that the tech industry does not have to and should not be a male domain.
0: Nice. Um, Have you ever been a, a mentor yourself?
2: well I actually um, was invited a couple of times to um, my uh, college in the in Ireland to to mentor a couple of um, students so yeah I have to say I had uh, a chance to
0: to do that in the past yeah oh, amazing um thanks for that Aggie and then sam I guess same question to you um what what made you want to work in tech and, and you know how did you get into it
3: uh a similar a similar start to Aggie. I, I didn't um, I didn't sit at school aspiring to one day get into e commerce or or tech, and I kind of still feel a little bit fraudulent to think I even am. Um, but yeah, I so I I studied journalism at university, which um, was quite far away from from where I am now. But um, so I, ca- I I left university. My first job was as a copywriter at Harrods. And it just so happened to be in the uh, e-commerce team there and then i I kind of uh, it, uh, yeah I kind of just ended up moving from one tech role to another with no real intention to or, or specific desire to work in tech um but I think in in kind of um uh, moving from one role to another you end up picking up so much information and so much understanding and and just sitting with people and understanding what they do and um sitting with um coders and with developers and with uh IT teams and and really understanding what they do and then uh yeah and as i say i've ended up i've, I've kind of fallen into it but quite happily so now
0: Great. I think that's how a lot of people get into, into their roles, isn't it? Um, it's a non tra- non-traditional route um, mm. of finding their feet career-wise. Do you think, from your experience, that there needs to be more made of that, um, that information made more available to women thinking of a career in tech, that you don't have to go down a traditional route, um, that your skills and experience that you get in, in different roles can be just as valuable?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel I've I've got um, I've got a, a son that's about to start secondary school this year, and I think there's so much pressure to kind of put uh, to decide early on what it is that you want to do, or you kind of impose on them what you think they're good at, and say they kind of have a pressure to move in that direction. And none of us know what we want to do unless you're unless you're so driven to to go into a particular field I think so many people come out of uh, end up going through education and really enjoying particular subjects but not knowing how that's going to progress into a career for them and um and yeah I think actually just pursuing something that you're really enjoying and looking for the right opportunity at the time is there's nothing there's nothing bad about that there's nothing um people shouldn't be discouraged from kind of going down that route I think it's I think making the right decision for the time that you're in now is. there's there's nothing wrong with that. No
0: I agree because I think sometimes it's just as important to know what you don't want to do as Mm. it is to know what you do want to do Um, and that brings me on quite nicely to my next my next question actually so PwC research shows that only 16% of females have had tech suggested to them as a career versus 33 percent of males um so how can we undo this and encourage women to get into subjects that are typically pitched at boys uh, so at school level alex have you got any thoughts on that
1: yeah um i went to a an all-girls school and i just felt like this was never something that anybody discussed uh, with us it was just like a it was just in the background so yeah similar to what the girls have just said there like you know I kind of stumbled into it as opposed to that but in terms of I think it's similar to what you hear from other kind of uh, minorities in, in any area it's all about representation so if you can kind of see people who look like you it kind of makes you feel like actually this is something I could be doing and I think there's so many amazing women in tech but it feels like it's. Um, I mean, there's lots of information out there, but you know, maybe we could be doing more to to push that narrative ourselves.
0: Yeah, no, I I would agree with that. Um, I think we, there's a responsibility on the people already in tech to sort of encourage encourage more women in um, by design as well, rather than just by people sort of falling into it, just making out that so people can see it's a, a valid option for women as well as men. Um, Aggie, what are your what are your thoughts on that? How can we undo this this imbalance?
2: Sure. So I think it's all about that sisterhood and mentoring I mentioned earlier, we can highlight female role models in the industry, create networks for knowledge exchange and and mentoring. Um, And some time ago, I read an article that asked a similar question to yours. um, And it was, why don't women decide to work in the tech industry? And, um, From what I read, it turns out that most of the women interviewed do not know where to start. Um, They believe that the training programming courses are too expensive or their dates are inconvenient. Some stated that they were uh, blocked by fear of change. And despite having extensive experience, um, education, qualifications, we still have some psychological blockers. And um, in order to move, um, we just need someone who will say, do it, you can make it, I will help you. Um, In tech industry, you face the same challenges as men um, with difference that we constantly have to fight a lack of self-confidence, imposter syndromes and self comparisons to others. Men are more often convinced that they do everything best. And I don't want to generalize now as well, um, women versus men, Um, but often we see that men um, think that they are great at at their subjects, right, in their positions and qualifications. and Women with the same competencies are not convinced that they are 100% prepared and that they need to work harder. Um, We have to believe in our abilities. I think it it is one of the most important jobs to be done by women.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Um, So how do you think we can... We can encourage women to believe in our abilities,
2: I think there are so many um, programs and, and coaching, and um, I always um, actually focus on my personal development um, and um, read diverse books in like that are uh, about leadership, psychology, and um, quite recently I started to read um, Derek Draper book, which is uh, create space to in order to prioritize better. Um, so I think it's um the intention of like mentorship and coaching and actually even um like really putting the the money towards your own personal personal development and trying to
0: to get um a coach um that will help you with this skill set so what you're saying is that a lot of it has to come from from within and i so i think that's fair so we have to kind of drive ourselves forward and I think that's sometimes harder for women isn't it because you know historically and, and we've been socialized to, to a lot of women are very sort of apologetic of themselves and like you say they don't think they're prepared and we don't think we're good enough um so a lot of the you know we can't expect I suppose society to drive us forward um it's something we've got to take the reins on ourselves i guess
2: exactly yeah, yeah. and uh, and really uh, follow others as well if we see that somebody is really doing great in that space and um why not to um to try to um use that as their inspiration for our own actions you know
1: it's interesting isn't it like naturally you feel like I think it's like, I think it's a proper fact and I don't think I'm making this up, but I think we, we feel comfortable with people who we can kind of resonate with and who, you know, we we can understand who are similar to us. And I've noticed just when Aggie was saying that, I was thinking I have always, since like leaving uni, I guess I've I've identified like strong female characters within businesses I've worked at that I kind of get drawn towards. And I did I didn't really think I was doing it, but I've just realized then that I have been, which is interesting.
3: Yeah, I, I, I agree with that, Alex. I think, um, yeah, you can, but it is that meant it's coming back to what Aggie's touched on earlier is that kind of mentorship. You need to see yourself. You'd kind of need, um, a bit of a trailblazer to show you the ropes uh, visually before you, you have that confidence. And I think a lot of it is how women, how women are talked about, but also how you talk to yourself. So, um kind of to move into a, an industry that you don't see yourself represented as much it it takes a bit of a um a step and and, and it takes some ambition and actually ambition is something that I think people um or internally you kind of think oh, like I'm I don't want to be the show-off I don't want to be the one that says that I'm capable of that and that and and you have that own judgment of yourself and but actually, as Alex said, and I agree completely, that if you when you see that in other people and you see them making that move and and, and recognizing that in themselves, it's it's really inspiring. Yeah, definitely. Um, so,
0: talking of um, career progression um, and you know what other people are doing, have you ever felt underestimated as a woman? Um, and do you feel that your career progression? has been perhaps more challenging because people underestimate you. Alex, have you got any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I've got I've got a funny one, actually. I've, I've, I think I've told Erica this story before, but I definitely haven't told you guys. But um, I used to, my first job when I was like, must have been about 16, I was in sixth form, I worked in the DIY shop. And all my friends were on like painting and decorating departments with wallpaper. And I was like, oh, great. And uh, I got put on the tools section. And it was, you know, it wasn't fun. But to be fair, I got to, like, know a little bit about, you know, certain tools and, you know, what type of wire does what and things like that. And I used to get guys and they'd come in and say, um, oh, where's the copper wire? And I'd be like, oh, it's over here. It's this grey one here. And then um, he would go, oh, no, can you go and get the fella, please? Because, yeah. And I was like, no, this is what it is. And he'd be like, I'd just rather you went and got the, got the man. I used to just think you know what like it makes me want to know more even though it was only like a little weekend job it just kind of drove me on to think I'm not going to have people like being able to do that and I want to be able to answer them back I then went on to the high uh the high flights of uh B&Q after that so I stuck with the uh, DIY industry pretty much till I left uni to be honest
0: that's so rude, though, isn't it? Of <laughs> someone's, can you imagine saying, that? Oh, I just want one of the men to help me? That's so rude.
1: <laughs> it honestly happened, like I'd say, pretty much every other week you'd get something like that, I think, working in, like, a DIY shop. Bizarre. I think
0: what they probably don't realise is that whenever you're spoken to like that, it kind of does drive you forward a little bit, doesn't it? Because um, you, it's kind of that, well, I'll show you, Um reaction to it I remember someone being really surprised that I knew what a Philips head screwdriver was um and you, you just think to yourself what do you think <laughs> how do you think my brain works Sam have you have you ever felt like that have you ever felt underestimated um in your career
3: you know I'm trying to I'm trying to think and there's I can't think of the time that I, I I have been and I've feel very lucky and privileged to say that however I've um I worked in fashion for a long time I worked for a a lot of um of of various fashion brands um when I was working in London and and I think that they're very much female dominated however you do see such a um a divide between uh lots and, and and every every fashion brand I can think of really there was um there was a male segment in IT and a male segment on the board or the, or the uh, directors and and then uh, predominantly female working in marketing and, um, and kind of more uh, creative areas. So there is that divide. But no, I, I can't say that I feel like I've had some really strong women in my career that have championed me. And I feel very privileged to say that.
0: Well, I think that's amazing that you've had that experience. I think that's really good. Um because it's one of the things I wanted to talk about a little bit later on is is feet strong female role models because that's something that is lacking. It's one of the challenges that women in in particularly in tech face um that there aren't that many female role models for people coming into the industry. Um but you just you just made me think talking about um working in fashion and and a different industry other than tech. Do we think that tech is any worse than any other industries in terms of diversity? Aggie, have you got any thoughts on that one?
2: Um, The tech industry is um, definitely open to to women and now we only have to um, break the stereotype that this is a a male world. Um, It seems that currently the the IT industry offers women um, almost the same opportunities for for promotion and uh, professional development as men. Um, In tech companies, the number of women in managerial position is still growing. And um, the fact that there are still fewer of them than men is mainly due to the fact that their perception has changed in the last 10, 15 years. And I think for such a short period, the pace of growth of uh, the number of women in such positions is very high. In practice, the tech sector is still perceived as more masculine environment. And in fact, I believe it is. Um, The number of women has been growing dynamically in recent years, but there are still far fewer of them, especially in terms of developers and programmers. Many um, women are at ease with uh, this male IT world and um, managing teams of programmers who require much more than any other type of profession to communicate in their slightly more algorithmic language. Um, I think for some, a potential problem or obstacle may be the need to adapt to this environment. Um, However, this is not related to gender, I want to believe, but rather to character traits and predispositions of specific people. Um, The potential problems and obstacles in tech are more or less the same for women as for men. Um, Diversity is key to progress, and I want to believe that any progressive company sees this um, that way,
0: really. Yeah, diversity is super important because I know that, you know, studies studies have shown that diverse teams make decisions. I think it's twice as twice as quickly as teams that don't yeah. have a level of diversity. Um, so it's not just um, a box ticking exercise. It's actually really important um, for making business decisions and to have everything run more smoothly in a team is to have some diversity. Alex, what do you think about about tech. Do you think it's any worse than any other industries?
1: I mean, you've heard about the DIY industry, not great. Um, to be honest, you know what? I've, I've kind of just realized that the majority of my like working roles have all been really heavily male dominated industries. Like I worked in in um in gambling for a bit as well, uh before I worked uh in like web development, and that was crazy like when I think about it now. Um, you know, just being in that environment, sitting next to like traders all day, and, and some of the conversation as well. Um, so I'd say no, it's probably not that it's um I, I don't think that it's standing out as an industry where it's particularly uh, bad. It's just that everyone can do more. Yeah, no, definitely. So Aggie,
0: um, do you think there are genuinely less women interested in tech as a career path? Um, what can companies do to en- encourage more women into tech?
2: So I I think, as I said earlier, I believe this is not related Purely to gender, but rather to character traits and predispositions of specific people. In many tech companies, only um, the HR and recruitment departments are dominated by women. On the other hand, there is um, um, there is sometimes even a slight majority of women in the positions of team leaders. This fact shows that once we enter this men's club, we are successful. And um, the most difficult is to break the first barriers and get the first job. There are much less obstacles inside the company. And what can companies do to encourage more women into tech? Um, I think launch programs er and organize events around that topic. I feel there are a lot of companies out there that are doing the right things to encourage women into tech. Um, As an example, um, one of our partners, Yotpo, um, launched amazing women in e-commerce program 2018. It is a community dedicated to celebrating the women who are shaping our industry while raising money for girls um, to help build the next generation of women business leaders. Um, and I was lucky enough to be one of the, the honorees in 2020. Oh, congrats, that's over. Right. Oh, thank you. I didn't want to be like, yeah, this is me, <laughs> but. <laughs> Um, it's uh, i think this is quite important because um really this ini- initiative um is amazing and you actually um can vote for um uh, women that are uh, in that group um so you are actually ma- making the choice who is really on the pedestal um and um, the inspiring stories behind um all these women are really amazing so i i really recommend to go on to um your amazing women website and and look at the interviews um and because loads of um, ladies shared great
0: really great stories about their career and, and passions for for e-commerce yeah amazing congratulations aki that's that's a really good that's an amazing achievement um what could companies do to encourage more women into tech
1: i just feel like We're not we're not getting at kids early enough. Like by the time you've left uni or you've picked your course at uni, I feel like you've almost already decided it wasn't a career option for you.
3: Mm.
1: Do you know what I mean? I feel like, you know, and I'm definitely doing a disservice to probably some amazing work that people do and get out there. And maybe I'm a little bit of a step removed now, I'm already in it. But I always think like, you know, what are we doing at like senior school level? What are we doing with the kids at primary school level?
3: And it feels like primary school level would be perfect. I th- I think it's different though today. I think so. The the kids today are, are they're they're coding in year four. Like they're they're doing they're doing really different things that we ever got to experience. And that is a that's a state primary school. That's not um, that's not any selective school or anything like that. That is. And so I think it's a it's a different world. that, the next generations are growing up in and I think that's brilliant like that that is a that's an option for those kids um so I just don't I I, that's why I struggle to relate to it because I think I never aspired to it because that wasn't the option for me there wasn't anyone that wasn't I didn't have that skill set and I didn't see anybody doing that career um and as such, I sat and wanted to be a secretary and I wanted to be a teacher and I wanted to be a ballerina because those were the female careers that I saw. But it's a different world today and it, that's brilliant.
2: Yeah, I think in preschool, we were like started to learn like two plus two equals four. And now imagine like all these kids are really coders at yeah. this age, which is like amazing. Um, so,
0: yeah. Mm. So, Aggie, working for a tech platform, um, have you noticed an issue with diversity there? Um, are there any initiatives at Shopify Plus that work well in inspiring more women to join the company? Mm-hmm.
2: Um As we continue to to grow and support merchants and um, Shopify employees worldwide, um, it became crucial to develop a global diversity and belonging strategy at Shopify. Um, And this strategy is um, really a blueprint and a call to action for every single person at Shopify at every level from um, intern to to executive. it outlines generally our commitment, the importance of this work, um, our approach to building the strategy, and um, an example of um, initiatives that bring these pillars to to life to life. Really, um, our leadership had a workshop last week brainstorming what we can do, and there is obviously a lot to do. Um, The first stage are ensuring that all employees and leads understand cultural relevance and uh, the cultural context of each market and what is required. Like, what does diversity mean in Germany? What does it mean in France? Um, What does it mean across Europe? Are we training our people? But also how we are communicating things externally. Are we seeking support from our merchants? Are we seeking support from our partners to help educate us on our own gaps? And are we sharing our learnings out with the the ecosystem? So there is a lot to do from base education for ourselves um, and our people to support in leading the change. And I'm really proud of the work that has been done by our fan power um, leadership teams in EMEA, APAC, North America at Shopify. And um, during International Women's Month, um, we are organizing virtual sessions, uh, workshops from negotiation, navigating the Shopify career jungle um, as a woman, writing bias, and um, networking hours. We also have, um, I call it both buffs, um, but as women succeed every time, and community in revenue team at Shopify. Um, and our purpose is to empower and build confidence in our members by creating a community of women who celebrate together and inspire each other to grow in their careers. We encourage feedback, um, ideas, lots of discussions, um, volunteers to share and um, run sessions, um, we have monthly meetings and uh, private channels to create um, a psychologically safe environment for the women in this group. So, yeah, I think we are doing important work to help us understand our strengths and gaps um, and then create really action plans. So we foster this inclusive, and uh, productive environment where we all feel we can do
1: our best work. It's interesting that when you said that about what does it mean diversity mean in Germany? what does it mean in France? I was reading something yesterday and it was saying that like um the kind of disparity in in tech in other countries just isn't what it is in the UK, for example. So I think in um, like Eastern European countries or in um, in China, I think there's a there's a the gap is is much smaller in terms of um, women to men, which is interesting. I wonder if it's all just a big market and spin and we've been filled. Yeah, I think when
2: we want to like discuss like really the the topics of of diversity, um, and they are different per country, right? So first um I always like to look into the research stuff and, and trying to find um really people that are um the best at this, right? And they know their craft. Um, so yes, this is really important that uh, we are really researching into that subject and not just applying, um, what we let's say in UK did, and then we apply that to whole Europe. But we just need to go deeper and into um, really
1: needs of our um, employees at Shopify as well. It's going to be way more important, isn't it? When we you know I know Pete said on his last podcast that it took like. I think it took about 40 minutes to mention COVID, but we'll go with it. Um, in, in this current kind of climate, it'll be interesting because what was traditionally everybody in an office is no more and people will be having to kind of diversify what their idea of, um, you know, yeah, what their idea of diversity is because it, it's going to apply to many different cultures now as opposed to just, um, you know, the UK. I think it sounds
0: amazing what you're doing at at Shopify, Aggie. Um, Really, really interesting stuff. And I like the fact that you were saying that you've got these private channels and and monthly meetings where women can sort of talk about things safely. Um, I think that's so important. Um, So, yeah, that's that's amazing. Um, So, do we think that there's a risk of businesses um, starting to hire or promote women just to tick boxes um, when there is a better male candidate perhaps? Controversial question I know but um, just throwing it out there to see what everyone thinks. Alex have you got any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah this is quite interesting actually. My mum works for the police I think we can say that yeah I think we can say that. Um and we were talking the other day and they were saying that they are um, you know they were just looking at the idea of blind interviews. I don't have a clue how it works. But it's a way of getting kind of more people through the door and she was telling me this story about this cello player and everybody had to take their shoes off um because when a woman walked in the room if she had heels on you would know that it was a woman over a man uh, about to play the cello. I thought that was super interesting. Um and yeah, I guess you know that's something we probably need to look into a bit more. Is how can we make not so much um just giving people a job because of their gender, but just giving the people the opportunity because sometimes just getting past that first phase is is the most difficult bit. Once you get in the room, you know you can sell yourself.
3: Yeah, I agree completely. I uh, the, the idea of a quota to full, to fill. Um just sits really uneasy with me I think that um I personally feel like I've where I am today is because I've earned it I don't feel like I've been given a pass for my gender at any point to to tick that box and so um it feels wrong to be um kind of putting a quota against something however I agree completely like where there is that bias uh how else do we get a seat at the table um so it's really hard because i i i can see it from both perspectives but it it sits uneasy with me overall that that we're we're given an in for the fact that we are female it wouldn't that wouldn't sit right. right with me
0: blind recruitment is is really good um and it's something i've looked at um and it's not just blind interviewing so it's um there's different pieces of software you can buy where people apply for a job with you, and it takes the name off their CV, um, so you don't have any other information other than their experience. I mean, personally, when I'm doing CV sifts, I wouldn't. You know, we just want to hire people. Um, it doesn't really matter of their background. But I think it's a lot of it is about opportunity, isn't it? And eliminating all kinds of possible bias um, that could that could come about. Um, so this is this is the next question is something I want to ask, and this is gonna this is another controversial one and it's something I kind of alluded to at the start of the the recording um when I said that you know these are conversations we need to be having, but are they? So how do you guys feel when people say women in tech, do you feel that by creating women in tech as a thing, do you feel that that's perpetuating inequality and perpetuating? division okay have you got any any thoughts on that that's a hard one <laughs> um hmm
2: like perpetuating maybe to some uh, sort of a degree um, but I think younger generations entering the workforce are more open to diversity they are able to appreciate people without evaluating them in terms of gender nationality or or skin color um, moreover they are sensitive to all stereotypes, I think. Um, and I think it's all thanks to education, the, the political climate, the changes that happened over time, this so, like really society is making huge strides towards equality and all the these diversity programs developed at many levels. Um, I really want to believe that everyone has their own competencies and does their job as best they can. Um, I think this is some kind of generational change going in the right direction, and I am an optimist. I think that perhaps in a few years, none of us at work will be perceived by our masculinity or femininity. Um, so yeah, let
0: us cherish this change, really. Yeah, so that's a that's a great point, Aggie. I think we all agree that's something we want to look forward to for sure. Um, and then Alex. What do you think about that? Do you feel like it's perpetuating division?
1: Yeah, like you know, I was talking about this the other day. It was like I was reading something a while ago, and it was about you know, just celebrating things for a month. Like, do we devalue what that actually means? So, what you know, we talk about women in tech, but then we have like these kind of key dates and events uh, where we might celebrate it for maximum a month, and then we don't do anything for eleven months. And are we kind of guilty of? Um, I mean maybe it's not a bad thing but some people just doing it kind of like gender tokenism they're just kind of taking a symbolic stance not following through in other areas that really matter to people day to day and just being like yeah we do this you know because everybody else is doing it and we don't want to look like we are are being left behind in the dark ages but I definitely agree Aggie with what you said about like kind of attitudes and, and ages I know that like my grandmother probably thinks that it's a disgrace that my boyfriend does the ironing it's great you know like I think um there's definitely attitudes like that out there um, and it'll take a while to change them but I, I definitely agree we're going in the right direction it's just yeah need to up
3: I think there's a um there's a way to view it from the outside and there's a way to view it from the inside of being on that group that yeah. it it does uh, saying kind of women in tech and using that as a um as a as a, a kind of marker of there are women in tech feels, um, so it's uneasy, but the, the camaraderie and the feeling that you have that support and that you have, um, that there are lots of other people that are the same as you in an industry and that shared experience that you have with a community like that. Um, this conversation alone is enough to make you feel empowered and that you have a similar um experience and and thought of something that i think you wouldn't have if that didn't if if that didn't have that um flag above it of women in tech um so whilst i think from the outside it it kind of appears kind of like why you why are we bringing attention to something that is why are we bringing gender into an industry however at the same time there is a a community within that 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 it brings
1: yeah i agree with that
3: same i think it goes back to what
0: um aggie was talking about earlier about it being a sisterhood um and you know support women supporting each other um so i do think to a certain extent it's important to to sort of call it out as a women in tech thing but i think it would be good in future it's just if it becomes people in tech you know what i mean the fact that there's women in tech isn't a great surprise
3: um Mm. I used to I it, um I worked for a company uh, that was part of the Louis Vuitton group so um LVMH uh and they have a a program I guess called ElsVMH um E L L E S the the French for female and so um there are lots of this is it's not new that there are groups of women that come together and have that shared experience and um and support each other so I I don't think it's purely a tech thing I think it's a um an acknowledgement that we are in a progress a place of change and it's it's a continual thing um and we can support each other in that definitely I'm resisting the temptation to quote our lord and savior Beyonce
0: at this point <laughs> Sam. do it do it <laughs> do it I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> do it and um, so I think um I mentioned earlier um about one of the challenges that women in tech there oh, I've just said it myself women in tech and um, face are fewer female role, role models we touched on this earlier um so Aggie I'll come to you first who's your female role model or role models or who in, who inspires you um, I love that question, I have to say. Um,
2: we learned through this so-called modeling, um, really observing the, the behavior patterns of people who are important to us or or those who imp- impress us or inspire us. Um, and I do have a, such a person in front of my eyes. Although there are many examples of them, um, let's quickly look at the uh, Susan Wojcicki, CEO of um, YouTube. And yes, she uh, she has a Polish origin, <laughs> so that's why I'm kind of striving to uh, to put her name here. Um, she has been in the tech industry for over twenty years, um, and it was actually um, Susan Wojcicki's garage where. Google had um, its first headquarters. And during hashtag DearMe campaign, she said something that um, resonated with me for a very long time. Um, She said, don't be so hard on yourself. You have a right not to know, um, be curious and try new things. Um, You get to know people and you are very open to them. Um, You like to listen uh, to their stories and learn from them. Um, and keep doing these um, as they will be very useful to you. And at the beginning of my career, I was thinking I need to be strong. Um, don't show emotions, hide what I'm feeling and who I really am to survive. But um, I think not anymore. Um, Susan also didn't know where Google Journey can take her and how it would develop, but she knew it will be an interesting journey same for me at shopify i joined shopify four years ago and um, not many people actually in ireland back then uh, knew what shopify was um and uh, in addition i think uh Vucitsky also initiated um made uh, with code programming for school girls um and during this program young girls um like really learn to 3D print bracelets, create animated GIFs. And they learn from adult women how to use video to present their passions. And she also wrote a lot of how to deal with men's club in Silicon Valley and and sexism. And I strongly recommend to have a deep dive into um, her work and initiatives. Um, I believe there is a reason why she became the the eighth most powerful woman um, in the world, according to Forbes, in 2016.
1: So interesting when you said that about, like, don't be hard on yourself. You know, you've got a right to not know the answer. And I think in any scenario, this might be my personal experience, but in any scenario where I felt like a minority, I think you are naturally lean towards being you don't want to be wrong. You kind of want to make sure that you're always like on top form. And, and maybe be a bit fearful about saying you don't know and I think it's so interesting uh, somebody like Susan has that attitude because it's so true you know um, what's the worst that can happen if you get it wrong you know just being curious. Yeah definitely
2: and I also um, always compared myself to each like to, to different uh, people at um, whatever level of my career I was right and, um, until when I really started into my personal development coaching, um, I realized that I actually harmed myself really. I was like really self-destructive, uh, with that type of thinking. So, um, once we come into this realization, um, that we are actually, uh, creating our own barriers, um, it's way easier to, to really get out from that space and, and look out there. Um, so
1: yeah.
0: Alex who's Alex who's your um female role model who inspires you can't make me follow Aggie's answer it was great I know it was really <laughs> impressive wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: do you know uh, like honestly like um just, just strong women who've like got their stuff together managing you know keep healthy eat well balance the relationships have kids keep their lives together even outside of work never mind in work um and I, I feel like I we kind of my kind of family history is very much like that like so I'm gonna say my mum and it's Mother's Day on Sunday so I'll get some points oh I love that is it Mother's Day on Sunday I didn't think it was for another two weeks I need to get my
0: skates
2: on um yeah
0: you're a week, you honey, actually Alex. beat me <laughs> <laughs> you'll <laughs> definitely beat my answer so oh, <laughs> I think me. that's lovely and yeah. um, and sam what about you? have you got any female role models
3: yeah my mine, mine um is definitely a lot closer to um my work so i've i've worked with some amazing women and um and predominantly they've been in um teams that i've either worked with or managed myself so um right now at betty's we've got um A female dominated (laughs) digital team um not through design by any means um but they're they're all just individually incredibly strong and and really supported supportive of me so um yeah i think i think surrounding yourself with um that that support network um for me is is really where i that tribe basically to go down a Beyonce route of, of feeling like your destiny's child and um, yeah I, I feel I, it definitely is a benefit to have that support network that that's working alongside you for me. I love that I think it's so true um, I'm all about
0: girls supporting girls uh, I think so often society pits with pits women against each other quite a bit um you know especially in sort of the celebrity the celebrity world it's like who wore it best but I think women are so powerful when we come together and when we're a team um so I think that's lovely Sam I like the fact that it's female dominated as well that's
3: that's great shows you guys are going in the right direction yeah that we do we do have um one one male on the team who absolutely is just as in as inspirational he will get very upset if I said otherwise and and I'm not um I'm, I'm definitely not massaging his ego by saying that he is also um a brilliant part of the team but I think that as we are talking about women today it's um it's definitely true of the team that I work at work in ah oh, fabulous So I think, I think
0: that's it. I think we'll wrap it up there. Um, But huge thanks to Alex, Aggie and Sam. Um, I've really enjoyed listening to your stories and your experiences. And I've certainly got a lot from this and I'm sure everyone listening to the podcast has too. So thanks again. Um, It's been great. I've really enjoyed this first ever podcast that I've ever hosted. Probably will be my last (laughs) at this rate. um but don't thanks. say that Erica. maybe you're <laughs> taking over all the post podcasts now so oh I know no I'm doing that thing though aren't I that we've just talked
3: about talk, yeah, convincing absolutely. myself I'm
0: not, not able to do it I can
3: <laughs> women supporting women Erica. you have been brilliant thank you oh Sam thanks I'm awaiting
0: my call from women's hour <laughs> <laughs>
3: catch
0: and me on, on your radio. yeah I know, I'm waiting. My phone's not on silent if they want to call. Um, But thanks to all the listeners for joining us. Um, If you've enjoyed this episode, please let us know. uh, Leave a review, share this podcast with your network. Um, And if you're interested in joining us as a future guest, Uh, on the podcast, then you're more than welcome. Um, And if there's anything specific you'd like to hear discussed, then get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. Um, For more information about us, visit space48.com or find us on social media for the latest e-commerce content. And I'll just round this off by saying happy International Women's Day. And thanks again for listening. Been listening to Spacebar, a podcast brought to you by Space48, or a UK leading CX and e commerce platform specialist. If e commerce content's your thing, then please be sure to subscribe to hear more. Do you like what you've heard, or is there room for improvement? Please leave us a review and let us know what you think. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the next episode.